Welcome to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, the podcast where two people try to pursue and succumb to love. I am Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. Kyle, happy new year. I know we're so close, aren't we, to to the end of this year. Everything's in shambles. Everything's on fire. But, you know, we got to the end of this year. Isn't that great? Oh Jen, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to just like start off with this. I had Chinese food tonight, as is tradition. Honestly, at the end of the year, that's what I usually do is have Chinese food. And I ate my fortune cookie. I will give you the winning lottery numbers here uh, after the podcast. But obviously, I wanted to share with you my fortune. This is real. If, if we had video compared to this, Jen can confirm that I am holding up my little fortune from my yep. fortune cookie. There it is. That says, to be loved, be lovable. <gasps> so I took that as a sign for, <laughs> for New Year's. I am going to try to be lovable, Jen. Oh, my God. Well, obviously not toward me because... I did not have Chinese food. You ate this Chinese food alone <laughs> without me. I did. So, to, so true. So to recap, I did not eat Chinese food. I'm by myself and I have no fortune. Mm. So not to be Debbie Downer about this because I was a little bit downer on uh, on uh, Christmas Eve. But uh, welcome, welcome to Somebody Date Jen and Kyle where it is New Year's Eve. And mm -hmm. if you're listening to this podcast... <sighs> It's going to be okay. Listen, you might be watching the big ball drop in New York City. Maybe you'll have some balls drop on you too later on this evening. Who knows? I'm not going to tell you what to do. I can tell you this. Thank you for tuning in to yeah. this podcast. Thanks for being here with us. It's either a great night for you or a very sad night for mm -hmm. you. But I am, again, not going to comment on which one. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Let's, uh, let's start as we always start these. Um, sure. The relationship scorecard. Ding, ding. K Kyle. Please, how how is your week? I know you owe me a big surprise here. You know you owe us all. If you've been following us since the crushes episode, we know that there was <laughs> a declaration made, declaration not made, a short detour into food poisoning, um, and now where are we today? Like, is there an? Tell us, tell me, tell people listening that we're ending this year with an epic love story for at least one of us. Go ahead. Impress me. This it this feels like I'm still in act one of the Hallmark romantic film. I'm the prince, of course, in this <laughs> scenario. I don't believe in Christmas and I'm coming back and I'm going to be filled with joy at, by the end of it. So I, I feel like I always give a stupid preamble instead of just saying, oh, everything's amazing. I You filibuster. You do filibuster. I'm, Let I'm me filibustering. Just Let's be clear. I, I've not said the words out loud. Hey, let's go on a date. However, as I keep going, like I'm inching closer to doing that. When I go to New York City, supposedly in April, we'll see if that happens, but supposedly I'm going to New York City at the end of April. And we, this gentleman and myself, will be seeing a Broadway show when I'm there. So the stage is set for an outing to happen. <laughs> and, and we'll see what, what goes from there. Four months from now. I, I said, it's like, I'm inching closer to something maybe possibly potentially happening. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, that's such a disappointment. What do I do? Check in with you in four months? I don't know. Now I, now I pick away at it. Now you pick I'm, away I'm at really it. I'm really good at wearing people down, Jen. It's really what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's funny. I pride myself on the same skill. How are you, Jen? How's, how's Jesus? He's gone, right? <laughs> yeah, Jesus has not There's risen. There's no second coming? No, uh, for anybody, no. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. 
Um, I think it's going to limp along before it before it dies. I don't think it's going to get a dignified death. What does that mean? I thought you said like he was done. I thought this was yeah, over. Yeah, but you know how you know how relationships like like this work, yeah. right? It's done, but then you lay awake at night and go, "Oh, but I left my CDs in his car." Like you just drag it along. You're like, "Oh, it's the holidays. It's, you know, what am I doing? Maybe it's me. Usually it's me." Uh, so <laughs> I think <laughs> to say it's like it's probably you, it's but probably yeah, <laughs> me. So you know, I think I'm going to let it limp along. But yeah, I think it's we've turned the water into wine. It's the magic is over. Mm. So just me, me and the dog at Christmas time. Well, this isn't this isn't fun for our New Year's episode. <laughs> I know, We're both so, like these I'm sad so sacks sorry. alone. <laughs> I'm so sorry to you people listening. That yeah, this it's not the best update for this holiday season, but. That's not the focus of this episode anyway. The focus mm. is on the future. As my favorite professor used to say, sometimes you have to go backward to go forward. Or was that right. the guy at the car wash? I'm not sure. One, somebody <laughs> influential in my life used to say, you know, you got to go backward to go forward. So I am very, no surprise to you fine folks listening, I'm very morose and introspective and almost melancholy at the end of the year. Like, you know, some people get to like the last two days of the year and they're like, yeah, let's party. We lived, we survived. I have all these great dreams and goals and they're posting to all their social mm -hmm. platforms about all the things that they want to be and all the aspirations. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's a time to reflect on gratitude. And I get that. And I have a lot of gratitude for, you know, for what I have and what I've been able to do and accomplish. But I'm also very introspective around like, did I meet the potential I set for myself and how, like, I, I just can't help. Maybe it's the, the keener in me to give a report card for myself at the end mm -hmm. of the year. So in the spirit of report cards, Kyle, can you, because we started this podcast in the middle of the year. So people kind True. of were dumped into our lived experience on that day. But if we take it all the way back to January 1st, 2021, can you please give me your annual relationship scorecard summary? Like the report card. If we started the romantic academic year in January up until this point, the very last day of 2021, give me your report card top to tail. I mean, I will say if this was a performance review in a job, oh, yeah. it definitely would be labeled needs improvement <laughs> Ooh. Um, or it's a solid C minus is what I'm going to give myself here mm. for the year 2021. I will also say as a preface, I also become a little bit, whether it's melancholy introspective at the end of the year i also like a decade ago i actually did sit down and like these are my new year's resolutions that i'm going to go through i've since changed my philosophy around that and if there's really something i want to change i kind of just do it instead of waiting for an arbitrary yeah, day in I the year that. to do it that. but just uh, that's just my little diatribe before i jump into this this is my report card so as you may well know january 2020 you know COVID is still raging on i'm super depressed um, I actually vividly remember the first two days of 2021, so January 1st and 2nd, not really getting out of my bed, and not for good reasons, just depressed, laying there, oh. eating <laughs> really bad food, mostly cookies that were left over from Christmas and New Year's, uh, that had gone stale, and just watching movie after movie, just trying to eat and watch my feelings for myself. Then I started going on apps, but I got super frustrated because, again, you have to remember a year or so ago that there, like the vaccines and stuff hadn't come out yet, and so like I just did not feel super comfortable. Be like, 
let's go out on dates and let's like meet each other and yeah. like walk around and go indoors. I'm like, ah, I just don't want to do that and don't want to worry about it. And so even though I had met a couple of people, I just felt like there wasn't these connections being made over just text messaging back and forth. So let's just say I was getting completely frustrated. Then finally, May, June roll around. I'm like first in line as fast as I possibly can and be like, let's get this done. Let's get this over with. And then I feel comfortable being like, I am down to clown. I am going back on these applications. I'm caffeinated, vaccinated, and ready to roll. That's right. Exactly. So you've kind of heard one of the, I guess, journeys of those of one of those relationships, met a fine young gentleman, went on a few dates, had sex after like a year and a half, seemed like things were progressing, then, you know, essentially got ghosted and haven't been able to find closure or express my feelings since that time. So that's basically how I've run this up. And then, of course, and we'll get to that later on in this episode about uh, this weird place I find myself in here at the end of the year about like, do I want to try and pursue this thing that's super long distance? Or do I just continue trying to find uh, stuff here? So, solid C minus. <laughs> How about yourself, Jen? Oh, I'm I'm on the relationship front. I'm gonna give myself a solid F. <laughs> solid F. Whoa. Just a- Can I just tell you one thing? When I was in university, you have to remember that I was doing. I did really good in high school, and and university was kind of like this rude awakening for me to realize I was not as good as I thought I was. But one of my first English courses, because I went to school for an English degree, was drama. So we read plays. That would have been right up your alley. Yeah, loved it. So I write this paper. First paper of the year. It's worth like 5% of my mark or maybe even 10% of my mark. Not something huge. Gets handed back to me and I got an F plus. What? And I felt... A, like the, the whole world fell out from under me because I had never failed anything in my entire life academically. Nerd. So this was like so hard Nerd. for me to take. But I also felt weird. Just like, what does F plus mean? I fail regardless. And F plus <laughs> means nothing. Anyways. Okay, maybe I would give myself an F plus. So, you know, I started January 1st on on a plane flying home to where I was living at the time, which was not Calgary. And I was in real trouble. I remember getting on the plane and just putting my head down and thinking, this is rough. I was coming home, for those of you who have been following, I was coming home to a partner who I had a whole phone call conversation with and he was wearing the sweater of another woman, from another woman. And I was like, oh man, we're back here. I hated my job and they hated me too. So I I had a crippling toxic boss I had a crippling, toxic relationship and my body was a, just a nightmare. I think I had like four garments of clothing that fit. I think that's so I started the year with just looking at every possible. I really didn't have a community of people around me and I was really feeling super isolated. And I just kept asking myself, how did I how did I get to this place? And it's interesting that that was the thought that I had. How did I get to this place? So hold on to that nugget. You know, I went you know, back home. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make this relationship work. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to, because that was always the theme, right? It was never, I'm sorry, I cheated. It was, I cheated because there's consequences for you being a piece of shit. So it was always mm. like the, the, the diatribe of do better. And I'm always amazed at how like smart, educated women like myself get into situations like this. It's like a hell loop. I can't get out. And so my whole romantic year really cracked open on a random Sunday in March. The doorbell rang. And my partner was super agitated and standing at the door was uh, a woman, 
another woman that he had been having a long, long term affair with. And she was at the door with her kid. And she was just like, what, we're in a relationship. Why are you in this house with her? And I remember just thinking, I'm going to invite this woman in and give her a tour of what will officially be her new home. And she continued to, like, I, I spent my last day in that city trying to figure out if I needed to get a restraining order or if he had to get a restraining order. Because, of course, women fight back. Whether you're on the side of being cheated on or whether you're the side of being the home wrecker that cheats, if you're betrayed by a man, you go apeshit and rightfully so. And so, you know what? I packed up my stuff. I put all my stuff in storage. I put everything I owned in storage. It was very eat, pray, love. Put everything I owned in storage. And I just got in my vehicle and I just drove back home to Calgary. And I bawled the whole way. Did you do that all in one day? Yeah. Oh, boy. I just, I just drove for 10 hours home in the winter. And I just remember thinking, like, I, I'm failing backward. I'm failing backward. Now I'm coming home. Like, there just seemed like this whole thing about failing backward and coming home. And, you know, I just got on my little Peloton, not, not a sponsor, <laughs> got on my Peloton and, and rode my bike. And I just, I just was like, everybody stop. Everybody stop. You know, for the first time ever, I got fired from my job. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. And I think it had to happen that way because I think I was just like unable to see that I couldn't get myself out of it. And I just was like, let's just take it down to the studs and start to build again. And that's all that I did. And I asked a lot of questions about myself and threw myself into, you know, passion projects. I had the chance to go to the United Nations in Geneva and really test what international relations would look like, which of course was such a bucket list goal. And and I'm also really mindful that, you know, to this point, I mean, I don't know what Omni, Omni, Omnicrom, sorry, has in store for mm -hmm. me, but, you know, I lost people in this pandemic. People who were the same age as me and looked like me either died or almost died. And I lived and I take that very seriously. I lived and I, I hope if people are listening and, and Kyle for you too, like, I don't want to be so flippant on this podcast that I miss out on the reality that I lived. I lived and there has mm -hmm. to be a reason why. And, you know, I had to really just fall in love with myself. And, you know, I've been teasing every week that I'm dating a man that looks like Jesus, but there's something to be said about a man who falls into that rebound spot, who just lets you explore who, who you are and who you most want to be. And I remember in our, in our first meeting, I said to him, all my life, I've been the good girl that uh, you take home to meet your parents, that's a, you know, a dutiful partner, that's kind, that's respectful, that helps you to be a better man. And for right now, I just like to be the girl in the bar that you walk up to and say, if I don't take you home right now, I'll die. I just want to be mm -hmm. desirable by somebody. And I think that was part of the quest of becoming desirable to myself again. Some great advice I got that I would like to share tonight was, if you're struggling in the same way, make a list of things that you will and won't tolerate in your life and focus on the things that you won't tolerate in your life. And if you have those things happening, just get them, get rid of them right now. Just, just cold turkey, just be savage in saying, I won't, I won't tolerate this in my life because man, the spiral can be nasty and thick and multifaceted. And that's what happened to me. But just like I started, started this year with saying like, what is the, like, what is it about me that gets me into these positions? I'm still in that spot, Kyle. I, even though I have lost 54 pounds, let go of the toxic boss and toxic workplace and found a new workplace that really appreciates me and found a new partner ecosystem of people who liked me in passing, the big things still remain. And this is kind of me looking at you, Kyle, and asking this question of like, I'm a brave, smart, educated woman. I know that I'm a good partner. I will have your back. 
I will make sure that if you have a dream, I will help you achieve it. I'll make sure that if you if you have something that you need someone to cover your blind side, I will cover your blind side. I am self-regulated. I have goals of my own. I'm independent. Yeah, I have quirks about farting. I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, I just kind of can't help that little voice in my head that wonders, like, why doesn't somebody want me? I just struggle with that. I mean, I think that's the million dollar question for both of us in in a way. And I don't want to diminish the story you just told because I think it was beautifully said. But at the same time, like, I realize that a lot of my hangups are also self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mentioned on this podcast where I didn't really date in my 20s. So there's a good 10 years I just do not have experience with going out and meeting other people. And it's way easier to date in your 20s than it is in your 30s. Oh, my God. Is it ever? I just think it's, it's, it's a simple fact. And I chose for a multitude of different reasons to kind of take myself out of that entire thing. And so I'm at this place now where, one, the older I get, the more fearful I am that it's just not going to happen. I'm just one of those people that it's just not in the cards for. And that bugs me because it also is kind of rolled up in this other fear I have. And I think it's one of those things where it's almost like self-fulfilling prophecies. The thing you're most scared about is often the time what you find yourself falling into yeah. because it's the only what, what you're obsessing about. Friends have laughed at me for this. I've been scolded for this. But one of my greatest fears, uh, besides mice, but one of my <laughs> greatest fears is of living a life that didn't matter. And what I mean by yeah. that is like dying and then nobody caring. Yeah. Um, not, not that I have to be like a famous like politician actor or something, but getting to the end of my life and being like, there is nothing, quote unquote, to show for it. And that bugs me that that feels like what my life is leading itself towards. I relate fully. This is why Kyle and I, you know, connect on this podcast mm-hmm. and connect in, in real life is because I think we share that fear totally. I have to tell you that my parents are doing their will and my parents have separate wills because they've inherited separate things from their families. And we, I guess we don't right. believe in blending at all. And so, you know, I lost both my grandparents um, in very fast succession, leaving my father and I, and I have an uncle as well. Sorry. My dad has these things in his home and they are becoming these emblems of torture to me in his home because he'll say things like, you know, this is your grandmother's tea set. My grandmother has this gorgeous silver tea set. Mm. And dad's like, yeah, it'll be yours. And then I guess we'll just throw it out. And that's the thing is that you realize you're the last of your kind. You're the last Mm -hmm. one. There's no one else. There's just you. And you just think, okay, I'm the last one. And even when you think about, you know, having a will and you think, well, if I'm the last one and I die, I, what happens to my body? Does it just go? And it's like someone had explained to me like, oh, like it was to a city facility. And you're like, yeah, it seems like my life doesn't matter. That's super depressing. I will be day drinking now for the remainder of the week. Oh, if you want to see my like negative anxiety thought spirals, how many times I live alone as well. How many times I thought like. I'm doing something stupid right now. If I fall off this ladder and break my neck inside of my house. How many days? How long? How many days would it be until someone breaks down this door? Because like Kyle hasn't answered his phone or shown up or responded to anything. I think about that too all the time is could I, could I disappear in plain sight? 
I think about that all the time. I think I'm starting, I'm going to start telling people on dates that I work for the CIA because it's almost entirely feasible that I could. <laughs> I mean, really, I just, Jennifer just, just disappears. And then you can put the fear of God into them because you can just lean over at any point and be like, I know how to disappear you. And then like, <laughs> That's right. lean back. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> this is so, so great for an end of the year podcast. <laughs> I feel so terrible for people listening. But listen, it's not it's not without its hope here. We're we're getting there. Mm-hmm. We promise. But let's be honest, if you're listening to us on New Year's Eve, it's not going great for you either. So maybe misery loves company on this. But um, here, let me blow <laughs> so my little. Give us a break. OK, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us a break. Um, so we decided to scour the Internet to look for some of the best New Year's resolutions to give us some some hope Mm -hmm. and this is what we found yeah so i we this is mostly from tiktok this first one is by the user uh at emily zugay i'm gonna guess is how we say that name that's right Uh, and emily we we thought had some of the best advice here we go my new year's resolution is to maybe go to disney world and also become the president maybe if they want that. Otherwise, uh, doing some push-ups would be cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that I've, I mean, been li- I've been listening to that TikTok over and over again because I think that in a world where you and I are so serious about our existential reality, this person I probably has her shit totally figured out. In a way, I kind of admire. I'm just not wired to be, I don't even know what the right word is, that low-key in the way is like, yeah, my, uh, my, my resolution this year is to like, uh, yeah, I just do a couple push-ups and do this and be like, I'll be totally fine if that's all I do for the entire year. I know she's joking also, but I mean, I'm just like, I do know people in my life. They're like, yeah, things are good. I've concluded I'm going to read one more book than I did last year. And that's my new year's resolution. I'm like, oh, well, I, I I guess I, for you. <laughs> I do really appreciate the people who choose a resolution that can be achieved on the first day. Like I was talking yeah, to someone, yeah, I was yeah. like, what's your new year's resolution? And they're like, oh, I'm going to see that Spider-Man movie. I was like, <laughs> that's achievable in two hours. And I appreciate that because I do, I do have a strong skepticism for the people who are like, I have 70 resolutions. And you're like, I'm going to go to yoga every day. I'm like, you've never been to yoga one time. <laughs> I, yeah, you will so, last a week, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're all in good jest here. We just wanted to give some airtime to, to that clip from Emily. But we did actually scour for some for some good relationship advice and i want to say that for that my observation of tiktok is that it is filled with women and yet the three best clips that we've selected here are all men speaking don't you find that kind of <laughs> wild that's weird yeah all right the, play the, this one i love this one is my favorite it's from uh colin DeBranch. all right so i think everybody's new year's resolution or at least should be on the list is to just help improve the dating life in 2022 (laughs) that should be the energy on every single person's plate is to just make this dating culture better and get this hookup and dating culture back on opposite ends of the aisle not like this like we we need that don't you think that's that so seems true? Uh, pretty optimistic? Yeah. <laughs> but no, this idea of separating out like a dating culture, like a relationship culture from a hookup culture. I, I think mm. that there's I think that this guy's really onto something. I think this guy's really onto well, something. I, I agree. I mean, you I, I, I will preface this by saying I've actually never used the app just because I am scared of it. But Grindr is known 
you know, in gay circles as being that hookup app. You want to have sex within the next hour? Go on Grinder. You'll have you'll make it happen. And uh, I am the person who doesn't want that. <laughs> I've never wanted that. I thought I wanted that for a bit, and then I decided and I discovered like, nope, this is not me, and I do not enjoy it. So. Uh, I agree. I think there needs to be a clear divide. I mean, like, this is for people who are looking for long term. This is for people who just want to knock boots and say goodbye. I have to just say as an interjection that I, Kyle, if you laugh, I'm going to be really upset. I'm really choked. I decided, like, maybe I'm an eHarmony person. So on Friday night, I I sat down last Friday after (laughs) Christmas Eve. Sorry, just to make it extra depressing. And I filled out my entire eHarmony profile. And I was like, this is really specific and what I'm looking for. And I used real grown-up words and real grown-up punctuation. And I put in my search parameters and I click submit. And it was thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And I live in a city with a million people and thinking and thinking and no matches. Yikes. Can you believe that? No matches. No. What? What did you put in? Like, what kind of stuff did you... Has to be over seven feet tall. No, I didn't. I was (laughs) legit not that picky. I was legit not that picky. And I was just like, what is happening? What is happening? And so then I... Then that person saying an email (laughs) Under under the things like, what are you looking for? You put in, I'm 38. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever you're into, it's fine. Are you as tired as I am? Let's just be done with this. No. And then, so then I had to send an email to eHarmony being like, hi, I paid this money. I would like my money back. And they're like, yeah, no problem. You'll, we will stop your payments effective June 15th. I was like, great, great. Let's just drag, let's just drag this hell Excellent. out for even longer. Let's, let's, let's I drag was this so hoping out. that they were like, we've never seen this before. This I is feel like this is ha- this has happened. Scheme. Isn't this the plot of a film? Can somebody listening yeah, sure please tell is. me if this is a plot of a film where there's no matches and then it like spur- I feel like it's a movie with Will Smith. I feel like something. Anyway, whatever. We also got a we, we didn't get it. We went searching for it. Uh, a really great piece from Kerwin Ray. And I've I've actually seen this guy's stuff on on Twitter too. And he makes a great point now it's four men for women, but I think it applies across the spectrum. I think it would apply for women with men too. I think that it's unfairly gendered, but he makes an incredible point, and I want to talk about it after the clip. Uh, plus, it's a he has a great Australian accent. Oh so. yes. Imagine being with someone where you could be your fucking ugliest, and all they did is look at you and go, "I still love you." You want to experience a real depth of love? Create a space of safety where your woman can just be dark, be messy, be ugly, bring all of her neurotic and chaotic shit to the surface, which is a part of the feminine, and you just sit there and go, "Baby, they." nothing that you can do that is going to rock me i love you let it out i'm holding you let it out you're safe you're safe express get it out because here's what will happen sooner or later the ugliness starts to die because that ugliness gets accepted and then it gets transcended into what it is which is this unresolved light and i guarantee you if she screams and yells and carries on and everything else and you just go i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here that little girl inside will go oh my god he's not going you know, it's interesting, Jen. It's not that I disagree with this, but I'm actually a little bit surprised because you're usually not into like woo-woo, like self-help no. uh, gurus, people. So what uh, what about this speaks to you? I, I liked the idea where he said that darkness is just unresolved light. And I do think that so often, I think, and I, I'm going to hearken this all the way back to our, I think it was our fifth episode where we had Maria Schmidt come on and she was mm-hmm. talking about me- mental health. 
But I think outside of that context, it still works when she said that I think some of us, too many of us have an unresolved fear of what if I am my most authentic self and they don't want me. I think we all fear that when we drop our guard down, that our partners won't stay. And, you know, that that has certainly been my experience, not to be, you know, super overshare tonight, although it is my podcast, it's our podcast, but, you know, that's really been what's connected so many of my relationships together. It's that me in what I would call struggle mode, me trying to self-actualize into a person with these really big dreams that I don't know how to wrestle down and, you know, these unresolved feelings of pressure and 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 approval me trying to struggle to become the me I most wanted to be really drove partners away from me. It was really this idea that, you know, I'm I'm not in for this. I need to know what's over the next hill. I remember when my husband I remember actually driving to a funeral and my husband said to me, "You already had one dream and you achieved it. Now you just need to settle in." And I was like, mm. "Okay, well just put me in the casket with whomever has died here when we get there." And it was really so many of my relationships have ended with just basically, they want to utter the words, you win. You've worn me out and worn me down. And I can honestly say that at 38, I've never been able to cultivate a relationship where the foundation is so strong that I can be vulnerable. And that person will say, I see you, I hear you, and I still want you. There's actually an Alanis Morissette song where she says, like, you see all my light and you see all my dark and you're still here. Mm. And I've always loved that song for that reason, because I think that that speaks to the truth of, I think, what too many of us are seeking but can't articulate. Pretty ironic coming from her. Oh, <laughs> I resonate with that a little bit in that my biggest struggle growing up was like really trying to nail down, like, what is my sexuality? I knew I was not let's say the mainstream but i also grew up in a small town <laughs> lived out on a farm it's like there is no way this ends well if i'm like this is who i am so i really clammed up like there was a few people yes in high school that kind of got to know me and was like did you know that kyle marshall is funny now you wouldn't know that <laughs> from the joke i just said about lance morissette but <laughs> but you are funny there was this big revelation i i remember this one shining moment it only happened one time this one shining moment this band trip where we went to ottawa and like the entire group and not just like the like three or four people in my small group were able to kind of bring out that personality a little bit more broadly and people were like oh like this this guy actually is <laughs> can come up with things on the fly sort of thing he's usually just the quiet guy who sits in the corner doesn't say anything when i went to university because none of those friends came with me i kind of faced the same struggles like uh, how do i approach this i hadn't come out to my friends in in high school like was i gonna be this new person coming to university and i wasn't for the first couple of years so i clammed up and even my roommates like maybe heard one or two words from me for like the first three or four weeks like it takes me a long time to feel comfortable with people to let my guard down enough because I just never know if I'm going to be like quote unquote too much or too like extreme for people. So I usually try and be like super buttoned down for, for the first little bit. Um, and so when it comes to partners and stuff like that, like I, I feel like I've been getting better at kind of re revealing quote unquote the true me, but it is still at that point where boy, wouldn't it be nice where it's like, I don't have to feel like I'm pretending or putting on a show. It's just, I am who I am. And that's just accepted. And it's just a thing. 
and we can just move on with our lives. There does feel like there's a bit of performance still, I think, even in the short relationships I've had this year. But don't you think that that's ex- you you are still very guarded, would you agree? <laughs> Whatever do you mean, Jen? Well, we've been hanging out like we I've known you now for two years. And even still, mm-hmm. when we're together, I can sometimes look right at you and you're just like, I hate this. And usually <laughs> the root of that is because you're so guarded, even still with me. Mm-hmm. And we're on this podcast every week. And so I've been, it's funny. I know that, Jen. I could, I could say something and you'll never talk to me again. I don't know is that. Is that what the fear is? Is it a fear of embarrassment? I think it's embarrassment, but also like, honestly... I, because I am a very emotional person, I think the biggest thing is that I don't want to go all out <laughs> and like cry in front of people because that's kind of always bubbling underneath what's going on. And not even in a bad way. Like I just get overwhelmed by like beauty sometimes. Like, oh, I want to share this. But if I do, I'm going to start crying in front of Jen Sanford and she is going to be like, what is happening? <laughs> that's so crazy. That is so yeah. crazy. You've heard me cry. I think once I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple and, times, and yet that's just like acceptable, but not reciprocal. Yeah, again, this is my my internal struggles. Like, oh, but if I let go of that, then I've revealed too much of myself. So I don't know. Or maybe if you let go, there's something better on the other side, and I think that might extend to to love. I think. So we have a fourth uh, uh, <laughs> TikTok here by Mr. Alex Sedlak One. I think he's giving some relationship advice. The only relationship you'll ever need, I believe, is how he phrases this. Oh, boy. All right, here's the only relationship advice you'll ever need to hear in your life. Basically, to maintain a healthy relationship with literally anyone is to not overcomplicate things. Don't try to rush into a label. Don't try to rush into exclusivity. Just enjoy each other's presence, have fun, make each other laugh, and let things fucking flow. When you try to force things, you both get this feeling of anxiety. Saying like, well, what if, what if this, what if this doesn't happen? Well, when you don't expect anything to happen, you're not going to get let down. And also recognize that everything is temporary. Literally everyone, every moment, everything, temporary. So let that make you enjoy their presence that much more when you have it. Or enjoy that you guys have a relationship right now. Whatever's supposed to happen is going to, you just can't force it to happen. And this should give you a lot of comfort. And you shouldn't worry about who else they're talking to. Just worry about being the best person they'll talk to, and they're not going to do you wrong. And if they do, thank them for showing you their true colors. Life for part two. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean, Jen. I don't. I, I really don't want to. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean, but I could have taken like twenty percent less dude bro and a hundred percent less music. <laughs> yes. Can we just please acknowledge that this is the absolute proof that just because you wear a Harvard sweatshirt doesn't make you a smart person? This is so charming. Remember when you used to be young and you used to give life advice and you used to think that you were uh-huh. like so relevant? Mom and dad, you just don't get it, okay? Yeah. This is what real life is. I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, like, well, you permit, you promote, man. Okay, so cute. This, get back to me, Alex, when you have like two years of fertility left. You're cresting into 40 or 50. And like this guy's got 40 years of reproductive time left on his clock. He's Mm -hmm. clearly a magnet. Like he's a very, like I know you guys can't see what he looks like. Check him out. He's very hot and clearly knows it. Yeah. Yeah, And I just find that to be stunning. Just like, yeah, take your time. Yeah. Because you're 21 years old. You've got nothing but time. 
Get back to yeah. me when you're tick, 40. Tick, man. Oh, you my know, God. I, I referenced this already, but like there's the Netflix movie directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda that you can watch starring Andrew Garfield, which I think I just have to change my sexuality to be Andrew Garfield. That <laughs> is what my sexuality is. Uh, but tick, tick, boom. I mean, the whole thing behind that, not even getting into the plot, but the, the major thrust of that is he's turning 30 and it's like, I am out running out of time. And I resonated with that because it's like, I'm turning 40 and I feel like I'm running out of time. Like that's the clock that I'm running out of. I But I do get like the premise of it. Like you have to go into it just one step at a time, right? Like I do believe in the philosophy behind it, which is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? But I think this whole casual, like, you know, just, hey man, she doesn't need to move it. What? Get back to me. I want, we're going to touch base with this man in 20 years. And I bet you his yeah. tune will change. Ah, but I love the naivete. I love the naivete of young people. Jen, what do you think we should be looking forward to in the new year then? I just think we got we to gotta turn this around a little bit. We're right. We have to turn this around. So when I was thinking. We have to give our audience some hope some by the end of hope. this. Yeah, some hope. I feel like people will finish listening to this and being like, can we just get a welfare check on these two people from Calgary? We're worried. Just like someone in the audience is like, well, fuck, I guess I'll date them. because I don't want them to shoot themselves <laughs> that's right, that's in right. the first two weeks of 2022. Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, which is just what we want, right? The person who's like, okay. I right. guess. Yeah. The Eeyore of relationships is what Ooh, we're looking for, no, folks. Thank you. No, thank you. So what are my resolutions for the new year? I think, you know, I'm going to get to the business of finding joy in my bucket list. I'm going back to my bucket list and I'm going to find joy doing those things. And I'm going to hope that the person, the person for me for this point in time is going to be in the spaces waiting for me when I I'm doing the things that I love to do. And I know that that probably sounds like a cliche, but you know, this year is going to be a big travel year for me. Um, I've got on my list Dubai and Italy and Oxford and Greece. Those are the four. And I know that COVID is trying to destroy my life, but I'm not going to let it. At some point, I've just decided that I've got all of the boosters and vaccines I was supposed to get. I even got a flu shot. I'm doing all the things. I'm doing all the mask things. I'm going to hope that someone that sees me and wants me and will dare to love me and create a, and create a foundation with me will be in one of those places or will be, you know, maybe right around the corner. But I'm going to get to the business of doing the things that matter to me and hope that they are in that space. And I'm going to keep Maria's advice very close. When she said, like, you have to be the most authentic version of yourself. And I want to spend some time discovering who and what that is, right? I, there's only so many hikes I can go on before I'm like, I hate hiking. I hate hiking. Why am I doing this? This doesn't spark any joy. I'm a miserable human. But you know, but I love to kayak and I love to ride my bike. Uh, I love my Peloton more because I'm an introvert, but I love my, I love my bike. Um, and I'm just going to find joy in the everyday. Would you have saved Mr. Big, Jen? Don't even get me started. Nobody's a bigger Sex in the City fan than me. And that is total bullshit. It's funny because I was like, I'm going to watch this series. The date comes out. And then it was like, Mr. Big dies. And I was like, ooh, never mind. Hard pass. I'll stick with the TV series. <laughs> stick with the TV series. Yeah. Um, I had to endure two movies. That sucked. Um, so I'll just stick with the TV series as an aside. But I'm yeah, I'm just going to get to the business of my business. And I'm going to spend some time, you know, loving myself. And, and I'm going to really put myself out there with intentionality. I talk about this in my work and now I'm going to extend this um, to my, to, you know, to my life. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work with intentionality. I'm going to be honest when things work. And I just want to, I just want to live my life with both eyes open 
and and hope that I can draw someone in that does the same. And then in my very last piece of that is I'm going to wrestle down that the past doesn't define the present and the present doesn't define the future. You know, I've I've been slow dripping through so many of these episodes just how much I'm struggling from past relationships. And the truth is is that I have to acknowledge the lessons that I've learned and thank, you know, thank the universe for those lessons and then let it go. I've got to let it go. If I can't open up fully, I'm never going to attract the right thing toward me. I just, I can feel it. I can feel it. That there's my, so much of this, like you said, Kyle, is me holding me back from myself. Like get out of your own way, Jen, I think has to be the mantra for Mm -hmm. 2022. How about you? Well, I could probably echo some of that stuff. Um, Before I get into those of what I'm going to be doing in in the new year, I think what I do need to reframe just to uh, put some storytelling into this podcast as we lead into April, where I may or may not be going to New York City. So I've already talked about this gentleman who I'm crushing on, who uh, we're going to go to a show together. So that's that. However, here's the wrinkle, Jen, where I may have found myself being in a few (laughs) in a love triangle without meaning to be. Or I guess it would be like a quadrangle. Why are you waiting to 45 minutes into this podcast to get to this? This is juice, man. Get at it. What's going on? So when I, I put onto my Twitter, like, hey, I'm going to New York City, and I always like ask people like what uh, what I should do or what shows I should be seeing or things that are going to be going on at that time. Um, I was approached by two people again that I do know who I've talked with. Yeah, who I've talked with. Let's just leave it at that. I have talked with these people, so I know who these people are. One is another guy. The other is a woman, but um, they are the ones who offered. He was like, we need to go to dinner. And she was like, we, we need to meet up. Anyway, so uh, sometimes I get signals from both of these people. But again, I live in Calgary. They live in New York. So it was, it was always like, oh, okay, well, that's nice to feel that way sometimes or feel the wanted. But like long distance not, is not going to work. So Jen, there is a possibility that I get to New York City and again, strike out with three people. Or I could find myself being like, there's three people here that are a possibility now what do i do so welcome to kyle's sitcom from 2022 <laughs> i want this to be like three's company as convoluted i want mr furley to show up and complicate matters even worse come and knock on our door come and knock on our door we've been waiting for you we've been waiting for you where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too come and i thought it was mr roper well, there was Mr. Roper. He was in seasons one through three, and then Mr. Furley oh. came. It was a whole big thing. Listen, I Sorry. know a lot about Three's Company, weirdly enough. Anyways, Jen, m- more information at, at 11. More, only you would sabotage it on both sides, right? I'll strike out with all three, or I'll be in a t- tremendous love triangle with all three. And here's my advice to you. At 38, mm-hmm. um, you know the expression, when in mm-hmm. Rome, do as many Romans as you can. I think you just throw all the noodles at the wall and see what sticks. Let me just yeah, be honest. But there's most likely the real advice I should be taking. The, the thing that, that happens here is that because, again, didn't date for a long time, COVID has impacted the last couple of years. I feel like I'm still like 25. Like that's where I'm at in my actual dating life. Because things, I just overcomplicate things way too much here sometimes in my life. Anyways. Is that a resolution that you're making to simplify? Uh, Oh no, that that's too too much for me. But here's where here's what I think. I think I do need 
to speak my feelings more plainly. So when I, uh, and be ready to be awkward with people, the, the, the thing with me is that I am much more comfortable doing that in person face to face than I am over text or over the phone. I can get awkward. I can be like, let's lay it on the line. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? And when I can actually see the person in their their body language, I feel like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I also think that going forward, I need to be truthful about my lack of experience. I think that is also something that has been a big hinder to me. Where some I've talked about this before. I like to talk big, and then I get into <laughs> a situation where, like, oh, well, I didn't. I guess I'm not ready to do this because I actually don't know what I'm doing right now. Um, and that's either going to turn people away or not. But it's just like I have to be truthful. Like this is where I'm at. Yes, my age is 38, but my experience is actually much younger than 38 because of. A bunch of different reasons. I feel a lot of shame with that, though. So there's that, that I have to unpack. Um, the biggest one that is an actual, like, actionable, like, measurable, specific Ooh, is that okay. every month, and Jen, you need to help me out with this. Okay. To offer suggestions, which is every month, I want to do something that pushes me outside of my comfort zone. So it does something that makes me feel, like, kind of uncomfortable. Can you give me an example of what you define as uncomfortable? Because like I'm thinking like goat yoga and you might be thinking like tantric sex. Like where are you on the <laughs> spectrum of this one thing that makes you uncomfortable? Um, Like, well, I can't think of anything uh, quippy to say back to that. But no, you're in the right ballpark here. I want to yeah, push out, go to some sort of group event or I don't know, go to something that is like, or like we could both go to the museum and like, you have to go and talk to that person who is obviously single over there or something okay. like that. I is what I want to do. That. I'm honored to help with that. The, pro- the, the things that scare you are the you versus other people. Will you take me to Major mm-hmm. Tom? Oh, the bar? I will, but they're like booked up for the next four months, it appears. I cannot get a reservation there. Yeah. Well, if you're if, if anybody's got a hookup listening, we'd like to go. That is come. who our sponsor should be. That yeah. is who our sponsor should be is Major Tom. So I guess like very specifically then, Jen, like where do you want to be at this time next year? So if we reconvene December 31st, 2022, what is it that you want to be doing? Well, I, who is the, it that you want to be doing? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that it? I'd like to take like a medium sized dog amount of weight off my body still like i would like to pull that off which i think it will i think it will it's ready to come off like so a it's, border collies worth yeah, yeah like a border and those have always been my units of measurement like i lost two two large size dogs this year i don't know yeah. why i think it's from a movie Brittany runs a marathon when she's like you want me to pull a medium-sized mm-hmm. dog weight amount of body about weight off my body and i kind of just like that unit of measurement i want to be more self-assured i want to be more confident and I want to have let go of anything that is not serving me. And I think I'm not going to go on 15 dates if I know three dates in, right? I'm going to trust myself because I don't, Mm -hmm. that's the problem is I don't trust myself. I think, oh, you're being too quick to judge. You're being too picky. You're being too this. But really in my, I got to trust my instincts that I know. I know it really only takes me two or three dates to know. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to do in the new year. Would I like to find the one? Yes, I would. And am I prepared to be bold in an assertion to do that? Yes, I am. So that's where I want to be. Where do you want to be this time next year? Well, it's kind of all the stuff that we've been already talking about in this episode. There's really nothing more that I can add to it. I mean, as I approach 40, that is, of course, now what I'm obsessing over and freaking out about the the very most because it's all over. It's all downhill from there, I feel. Stop. I know. So, yes, like if it is like, quote unquote, the one. 
Not that I believe in that, but still, if there is someone committed relationship I could be inside of by the end of uh, next year, that is that is great. I think, like you, I think I need to trust my instincts a little bit more uh, and trust myself a little bit more and you know, speak up for myself when it's like, nope, this isn't working for me. I'm also in right now, literally right now, in the process of talking about things that are like, uh, you've spoken about it and I actually know someone here in the city who does the Komari method, right? Who like takes the things out of your life that aren't sparking joy, like the objects. Right. I'm not doing that, but I am taking tasks out of my life that don't oh, spark joy. Oh, I like so that. Actually taking things out, like, nope, don't like doing that. Or this project has run its course. Let's, let's round it out and finish it and start ma- making my life so I'm not <laughs> constantly stressed out. That's great. And you're going to challenge yourself yeah. once a month. And you're taking right. me along for the ride. I like yeah. it. I like it. I might actually use whole wheat bread once. Oh, so. my God. nerd. What a nerd. <laughs> what a nerd. Well, Kyle, happy new year. Happy new year. Well, thank you, Jen, for taking the last few months to pilot this podcast. And as we continue going through this, I'm sure we'll uncover a lot of things that we never thought we'd share with another person uh, live to tape. But if people would like to get in contact with us and kind of engage with the show, we have a bunch of ways to do so. We can go to our website, which is www.somebodydatejenandkyle.com. That is Jen with two N's. You can also... Hit us up over on Facebook, which is at SomebodyJK, and on Twitter, at SomebodyDate. And you can also leave a review on iTunes or any other podcasting app that you may use. And we sure You actually just got an email about this a couple weeks ago. Spotify now lets you leave reviews. So give us a rating and review over there, too. Yes, please do that. Please do that. You know, we're really going to celebrate tonight and we're really going to celebrate the new year. So much so that we're going to take a little bit of a break. We will see you... uh, After a two-week break, we will be back on January 21st for a very, very exciting episode. We're going to be live on location, and you talk about getting Kyle out of his comfort zone. Oh, (laughs) man, I'm going to twist him into a knot. You do not want to miss it. We will see you back Mm -hmm. on January 21st. Happy New Year, you guys. A better year is ahead, and we're going to explore it together. Love is either here or on the horizon, and whichever it is for you, we can't wait to share in it with you. Have a great New Year. Good night. Bye.